0: Welcome everybody to the Nerd Pool Podcast, the podcast where we talk pop culture, pro wrestling, and everything else that's on my mind. So sit back, grab your snack, and listen in as I rant and rave about everything we know and love. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Nerd Pool Podcast. As always, I am your host, the fat fool that loves Deadpool. Yes, it's me. Yes, it's me. It's a J-M-I-E, your 497th favorite podcast host, and it's always your Sherpa down the road of nerdiness. And today we are talking the sequel to one of the, the biggest comic book movies that's come out in a while. That's right. Wonder Woman 84 hit on Christmas Day, December 25th of 2020 in the theaters and on HBO Max for 30 days. They're going to be releasing all their movies from theater and online in the same platform. I had the privilege to watch it. I got to see it. And today we're going to be reviewing it. So before I do this, there's probably going to be a little bit of spoilers, as you know. I'm going to try to keep everything to a minimum if you haven't seen it. But let's just jump into this. Um, This movie is really different than what the last one was. And... You know, the last one was set in World War One. It had a very serious tone to it. Even the colors, because it was going to be in the uh, Zack Snyderverse, the, the Snyder DC Universe. However you want to put it, it was kind of the colors were kind of uh, you know toned down uh, with that with that and there was kind of it was kind of drab. Um, it wasn't bad, you know, as at all. Wonder Woman was a great. The third act kind of went left field from what the rest of the movie was, but we're not even talking about that. This one was completely different. This one was set in uh, 1984. It's set in the 80s, so you have a lot of big 80s hair. You have a lot of very colorful. Uh, clothing going on, very strange looking clothing going on, and that's the big thing here, this one is really colorful, this one is bright, this one pops, this one is 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 completely a 180 from the way the last one was shot, and um, right now this movie is sitting at a 60% on Rotten Tomatoes, it started out high and it has just tanked, uh, we, Rotten Tomatoes is not the end all be all of movies, we all know that, or the, at least the majority of us know that, and I don't I don't really understand all the hate for this movie. Now, I will say this, this movie does not have the the plot points of the last one. This movie does not have the what what the last one had. The writing isn't as good. Most sequels aren't, and this one just plays into that. But this is a fun popcorn flick. This is one of those movies you can enjoy and not having a superhero movie or anything to be involved with comic books from last year in 2020, you know. This is the only thing that hit. This is literally the only comic book movie that I can remember that came out that wasn't, you know, Bloodsport or whatever. Or, no, no, I I changed my mind that uh, Bloodshot came out and uh, X-Men whatever that new mutant crap was. But, yeah, I digress. That's neither here nor there. This film has Gal Gadot returning as Wonder Woman. Uh, Gal Gadot is awesome in this role. She she was she was made for this role. Like this this role is great for her. She she fits it perfectly. She has the beauty of what uh, Diana is, and she has the the presence of what Diana is, and. It just it really works. You have Chris Pine returning as his character Steve Trevor. Her love interest in a very strange way, which we'll get into. You have Kristen Wiig coming in as Cheetah, which was I thought was a strange casting. I like Kristen Wiig. I think she, she's a beautiful woman. I think she's actually funny, and I promise everything she does, she really is a good actress. And when she was casting this, I didn't know how it was going to work out. Um, they played it up kind of like every... Pretty much every DC thing's ever done. I mean, you know, other ones have done this, but if you look back and you're watching uh, Batman Returns when, you know, Selena Kyle was the glasses-wearing, you know, frazzled, um, it's, but supposed to be unattractive, geeky inter- or secretary, that's what Kristen Wiig was in this. They tried to make her look like she was kind of dumpy and unattractive and... They, they still fail. She's still a good-looking woman, but she was supposed to be the the one that everybody kind of laughs at, mocks and kind of just leaves to the wayside. Nobody really wants anything to do with. And then she starts getting the powers of cheetah from this wishing rock that she is get that she and Diane and then must inspect that is brought in. You have Pedro Pascal playing the role of Maxwell Lord. He is the guy who ends up with the wishing rock and basically tries to, uh, as he envelops the rock and becomes the rock, give wishes to basically kind of take over the world and build it the way he's picturing it. And he's trying to do all this to help his son and to basically prove to his son that he's not, you know, nothing, even though his son doesn't believe that. Now, there are um, some political stuff in here that people are pointing out, and it is kind of their, Um Maxwell Lord's character... With the hair and and the, everything, kind of resembles a certain political figure that is very hot button in the issue in this time and on the issues. Um, I'm not going to say his name because again, I don't want the you know I don't want to, to deal with politics. I don't want to deal with this what comes with it. Um, but it is there. There is a lot of female empowerment, which the Wonder Woman's always been about, but it's kind of making all it kind of makes men look like. Like we're all just catcalling perverts, and we only want one thing. That's not true. But again, I'm getting off the political issue. You know, I'm straying. Let's just get away from all that. I don't want to alienate anybody. I don't want anybody to think I'm picking sides here. Let's just get into the, talking about the movie. Um, we see the flashback in the beginning of Princess Diana when she's a kid going through the Hunger Games. I'm just kidding. It's not the Hunger Games, but it's a it's like a, a game and a triathlon of the to be the best warrior. We end up seeing that she's a child competing against adults. They The adults kind of take advantage of that fact, and Diana ends up cheating and almost winning, and that's when she learns the lessons that, basically, you can't cheat to have what you want. You can't, you know, it, it's not going to magically happen. You have to work for it. And that's where the lesson comes in later with the whole wishing thing. Um, Chris, Chris Pine's character, Steve Trevor, coming back, uh, everybody was wondering how this was going to happen. If you remember, Steve Trevor died in the first one in world war one how are they going to bring him back well when diana wishes basically to have him back we find out that diana since world war one has not loved anybody and i guess has not it made it seem like she has not dated anybody has not tried to date anybody which jesus what did this guy do she didn't know him that long like she did not know him that long i know it was the first guy she ever saw but jesus christ like, what did he do to her to make her just go from World War I to the 80s and never, never even try to date anybody else, never try to see anybody else? Uh, but she gets the rock, and she wishes, and he comes back, but it's his soul in another man's body. It's somebody different. Uh, she doesn't, you know, she doesn't recognize him. He ends up basically proving that it's him. So his soul hasn't happened in another person's body. This was a strange choice to go with. I know that they couldn't exactly have him come back from the dead or anything, but just the fact that his soul automatically is just picks this random person who happens to be not a bad-looking person himself. Let's, you know, yeah, let's just get that out of the room. He wasn't just, um, you know, a, a schlub off the street. He was a good-looking guy that seemed to be at a, you know, a well well-to-do party. When she met him, so I'm just gonna leave it at that. But he inherits his body, so she's basically has him in another person's body. And there's scenes in it, you know, they're kissing, they're they're being lovey-dovey. There's a scene where it is implied that they um, got down with each other, you know, got it on. They never, I don't think they expressly say it, but it's, it's pretty much implied when they wake up in bed together. And this caused a controversy online about saying that wonder woman was basically she had um uh, she had had relations with someone who couldn't consent in you know that way shape or form even though steve trevor was the one in his body and you know he consented they're saying that the body of the person the average person the person who it really was couldn't it was a strange choice by the director in this day and age, you know, and this in the political correctness and you know how people are. Um maybe they thought because it was, you know, Wonder Woman and a woman they could kind of get away with it. And you know, it's not really going to do anything. This movie ain't going nowhere. They're not going to change any of that. But I think it might have hurt it a bit. However, the movie is shot well. The movie's fun. The the whole plot of it is kind of um it's kind of a basic paint by numbers plot. Um they you know, the, the wishes end up basically for every wish you give the, the stone takes the most important thing to you. So, you know, when you're wishing for there, there's parts of them wishing for more everybody's wishing for more nukes and, and ends up turning the world into chaos. People, you see people wishing constantly and the chaos is just growing and growing until Diana stops it. Um, Kristen Wiig's character Ends up wishing to be like Diana. She wants to be smart, confident, sexy. And she starts growing from there. Uh, Pedro Pascal, she saves Pedro Pascal's character, Max Lord, from Diana, from being caught by Diana. When he's starting to be destructive, giving these wishes out. Again, spoilers. Um, And she saves him. She says, you know, that... She's not going to lose everything again. She doesn't want to lose it. She she likes what she has. And Diana's telling her, you know, you've lost what what made her her. You know, her, her sweetness, her kindness, her empathy. She's losing that. And basically she's saying, I'll trade it. So she saves him. They go on and he gives her another wish. Which you usually only get one wish. But he gives her another wish. And she wishes to be even more powerful. And that's when we see Cheetah. The problem with it is... is, is Cheetah as a character against Diana and Wonder Woman in the comics is great, and it was cool to see her on screen. However, the CG was not that great to me, and it's difficult to do when you have a bunch of hair like that, or an animal, or you know, a character like that. And the way it moves, it, it, the CG hasn't can't be a hundred percent. I understand that they could have. I think they really could have went more of a. Practical suit and then CG'd certain parts of it. And it probably would have looked better. Um, and the fact that Cheetah's only in the film for, like, seriously. In in full Cheetah form, maybe five to ten minutes. Like, it's it's very short that she's in the film. And then she just, after, at the, at the end of everything, when everything's culminated and it's over with, she's kind of gone. Like, it just, it her powers are disappeared. And it's like, you can't. This is the biggest problem with comic book movies, is them taking villains, main villains of characters, using them as a one-shot, and then kind of getting rid of them. Cheetah is, Wonder Woman's probably her biggest foe, and she needs to stay around. She should have stayed around, and to think that maybe she's gone now is kind of a waste uh, because, again, she didn't get used much in this film. Kristen, Kristen Wiig did an amazing job with her. Like, the whole progression of her going from the, like I said, the nerdy, frumpy, uh, the, the person that everybody annoyed is annoyed by and kind of and leaves and, and doesn't want to be around, to her becoming this strong, empowered, I'm going to do this for myself woman. It, it's a great little arc they do, but, you know, when you're going to see Cheetah, you want to see Cheetah you don't want to see Kristen Week's character become Cheetah for two hours to see ten minutes of it. Then that's another thing. This movie is really long for what it was. There's parts of it they could have cut out, um, and I think they could have trimmed the fat some and cut it down a bit. Because but it seems to be like these big bar, ep, epic comic book movies now have to be at least two hours long. The, the, the again, this film is not the it's not the best. I don't think it deserves all the hate that it's getting, you know, because again, it's a fun little popcorn flick. But is it Wonder Woman 1? No. Is it going to be considered one of the greats? No. But it's good enough where they've got Wonder Woman 3 coming, you know, that that's already been given, and of course it was going to. Um, Gal Gadot and her portrayal of Wonder Woman is going to be in DC from here on out until Gal Gadot doesn't want to do it anymore because she's just perfect in that role. The film can be a little sporadic. The film can be a little off kilter i'll 100 I'll percent admit there's again there's a lot of stuff in it where they could have trimmed it because it just it just didn't go anywhere um the the characters they all have chemistry the, you know they they played their part really well they they did exactly what you would want them to do because they're all great actors uh pedro pascal you know is becoming one of the the names in hollywood right now for doing roles and this was a different role than what you've normally seen him in you know i mean i think we all know him from the mandalorian and this is the complete 180 from the mandalorian this is nothing like his character in that and i think he's trying to prove that he's not just a one dimensional or two dimensional character actor that he can actually you know play different roles and has range i mean he he did well in rogue one playing the character that he was playing so i think he he's trying to branch out and this is a different this is more of a kind of a smarmy car salesman type character that he plays. And he he does it really well. He hits his points when he needs to hit them. He shows the intensity. He shows the struggle that the guy's showing within. And then the absolute um, realization of the power he's getting and how it's corrupting him, it's, you know, it's, it's well done and what it is. Chris Pine playing Steve Trevor. I mean, he's Steve Trevor. He's the... Love interest of Wonder Woman, and that's what he's there for. It's fun to see him in the, you know, go from World War One. now he's in the 80s, um, seeing the different fashions, seeing the different styles, seeing all the things that have happened. You know, we go through a montage of her basically giving him some new clothes and him trying stuff and him saying, you know, like having parachute pants and saying, does everybody wear par- have parachutes? And, you know, stuff just being confused going to the Smithsonian seeing you know that we landed on the moon something he didn't know you know it's just and him being a pilot that was a big deal for him it's things like that and you know him just trying to come with the realization of being in a new decade and a new time when you know music's different food's different people are different you know and Diana Gal Gadot uh, as Wonder Woman I mean she just again like she fits the role it's 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 made for her she's what you want in that she has that the the, she has the voice the look um she has the presence that charisma that um that je ne sais quoi yeah that's right i speak french but she has that with her and that it, it just it just worked for this um but again the the movie they hyped it up and I think that they kind of under it was underwhelming for what it was. It wasn't the the best outing for Patty Jenkins. It wasn't the best outing for Wonder Woman, and especially since it seems like the DC EU and them are still trying to find their place, as a lot of the films seem different. Um, you know, Batman versus Superman, Wonder Woman, and Man of Steel were all shot in the same style from Zack Snyder. They you know had that input. It all looked the same. We go into Justice League where parts of it are shot like that. Other parts aren't, which we got the Zack Snyder cut coming out. That's basically, I think, going to eliminate that, and we'll get back to it. Then we got Aquaman, who's shot in a completely funny Marvel-type tone. We have Shazam, which is shot that same way. So it seems like they're still trying to find their footing and find where they're at and how they can tie everything together and make it seem, because all the movies... The one thing Marvel did with their films is take all their films and they all seem like they're set in the same place. They all have the same style, the same looks, you know, the the camera angles, the colors, everything works. This one is, some are monotone, some are flashy and in your face with their color schemes, some are funny, some are too serious. It seems like they haven't found their place yet. And Wonder Woman 84 doesn't jive with the original Wonder Woman in the way that they were setting up the dceu however it does fit in with aquaman and shazam and the way that's kind of become the dceu so i don't know how Flashpoint's going to do this they have the chance with flash because they're doing flashpoint right out of the gate um whether we like it or not and it, it has a chance to reset all these pieces back together like it it shouldn't have had, had to do this but they, they have a chance to reset everything and restructure it and rework it with, you know, uh, the Flash movie, so it's really going to come down to how they, they want to proceed forward, again, this film is, you know, for what it is, it's, 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 it's enjoyable to watch, you know, it's a little long, but it's enjoyable, there's enough, you know, little tender moments, and comedy moments, and action moments to keep you coming, if you're going in expecting the, what the first one was, if you're going in expecting that, you know, uh, girl power and empowerment you're not really getting it in this i mean you have those moments but this is a completely different film from the first one this this isn't as good as the first one and you know it it just doesn't have that that feel of what the first one did the first one was monumentous it was the first female lead driven comic book movie you know that that hit on the mainstream and with this one, they kind of about faced and did another way around it. Um, this is I, honestly, this is like Iron Man two, where the first one was just so good, and the second one, while not bad, just doesn't have the same the same spirit that the first one did, and it just it doesn't seem to work the exact same. However, you know, I, I suggest watching it. If you're going to ask me if you should see it, yeah, you should because you you get to see a lot of Easter eggs. You get to see Cheetah. I mean, you get to see that. Uh, you get to see great acting. You get to see action sequences. You get to see the lasso of truth a lot, and you know it just. Wonder Woman is a character that is is it's needed and it's welcomed, and it divides people on some of the political aspects of what the films do. But this one isn't in your face. This one doesn't beat you over the head with it. This is just... This is honestly what superhero movies really are. This is kind of a throwback to the... Campiness of the TV show. You know, the one-woman TV show with Linda Carter. This is the... This is kind of like a throwback to the early 80s comic book scene. And, you know, the comic book movies from that era. It's, you know... You would kind of expect Bams and Pals... Like Batman, you know, 66, you would kind of expect stuff like that in this, because that's what, that's what this film really at its heart seems like it is, is it's kind of a a throwback to older comic book movies, and it's kind of an homage to that with the color schemes and everything like that, so... If you like campiness, if you if you want to just, you know, if you want to sit back and you want to have a good time, you can enjoy this movie. Um, if you're a hardcore comic fan, you can enjoy this movie, but there's parts of it you're not going to like. If you are a Wonder Woman fan and you thought the first one was just, you know, the the end-all, be-all of comic book movies, then you're, you're not going to feel the same about this one. This one just isn't that. However, again, it's an enjoyable film. I enjoyed watching it. I've watched it a few times, and it's not as bad as people are making out to be, you know, don't don't always trust the critics on everything that you read, sometimes you just gotta make up your own mind and watch something to be able to say whether you like it or not, whether it's, you know, controversial, whether it's campy, what, no matter what it is, sometimes you just gotta make up your own mind, and I made up my own mind, and I've said, you know, I enjoyed this film, um, but again, I'm not a movie critic, I'm not the one that goes out you know that that tries to cut everything I want to go and I want to enjoy a film and me being a fan I can enjoy a lot of stuff and and not need a you know a lot of stuff going on there's other people out there who have higher I guess you could say higher standards for their films me I just I want to be entertained and this movie entertained me so Wonder Woman 84 gets my gets my thumbs up to to watch, it gets my approval. So if you if you're a fan of it, if you like comic movies, go watch it. I think you'll enjoy it. Um, that's going to be it for this week's episode. Thank you all for listening. Thank you for liking um, wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you subscribe. Leave me a rating. Leave me a review. It really helps the podcast out. Follow me on Twitter at Nerdpool Pod. I'm on Instagram at Nerdpool Podcast. I am on Twitch at Nerdpool Gaming. Uh, you guys are amazing. Thank you all again and. Till next time, that's NerdPool. See ya.